The Adam Crowley Show. Crazy animal, those ducks, Adam. They always try to swim and look calm underneath, but on the surface, they're just... Back to you. Adam Crowley. The Crowl Man. On ESPN Pittsburgh. I mean, this Marcus Davenport guy, defensive end out of Tonio. Scouts were buzzing about Davenport at the end of the season. And I'll tell you what, he impressed at the Senior Bowl and at the Combine. No wonder he was so highly sought after, though, having been at the Senior A lot of old people there. There's running train on them, folks. Whoa. What happened? Nothing. All right, Tom, I understand what you're doing here. You're messing with me and microphone. The issue is you are ruining the integrity of the show and the entertainment value. What we did to you was just teaching you a valuable lesson. Yeah, nobody knows what's going on behind the scenes here, Tom, so they don't know that this is a joke that you're doing. They just think you're bad at your job. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're trying to avoid in the long run. I don't care. We're trying to teach you during the breaks how to be a better producer, a better board up, and a better steward of the Adam Crowley show. Yeah, everything Brian just said. Yeah. I mean, we heard the rejoin right there. Harry was awful a couple of weeks ago. Things have gotten better there because we messed with you. And now Harry's fabulous. And if we continue to push you on this button-pushing thing, then you'll be okay. It's tough love, man. So buck up and get better. Yeah, buck up and... Hey! Better. Jeez. Buck up, get better. Oh, careful there. The Blue Jackets, the Devils, and the Avalanche are gone. (laughs) (laughs) Mass casualties over the weekend and into last night as three hockey teams met their... Untimely demise. (laughs) Goodbye, Blue Jackets. Goodbye, Devils. Goodbye, Avalanche. We hardly knew ye. (laughs) As for the Avs, now we don't have to learn anything about them. Nathan McKinnon's great. I love saying Gabrielle Landeskog, but I bet you don't even know who their coach is. (laughs) Gabby! Uh, It's Jared Bednar. Google told me that. (laughs) Google! (laughs) It appears as though the Avs have reached their vertical limit. Their last game against Nashville was rocky. It was a big mountain to climb to beat the defending Western Conference champs. In game six, their game went downhill. Not their peak performance. Now they can ride their Broncos into the sunset and smoke a few nugs. As for the Devils, the Devils! They won't be resting at the right hand of our Lord. They'll be down the hall with Taylor. I once drove through Camden. It was terrifying. (laughs) I didn't stop at any red lights or stop signs. The devils, however, they were struck down by lightning. (laughs) Too soon. Maybe right on time. New Jersey smells like feet. And now they're six feet under. (laughs) Goodbye, Ben. Your love was such a joy to behold. Ben! 
Patrick Maroon is now disturbingly pale. More like Patrick White. Columbus. I thought they had made progress. Until their turn for the worst. Now they have to spend the rest of their summer in Ohio. They've got some big off-season questions like... Can Ohio State make the playoff next year after the massive disappointment in 2017? The bread man, Artemi Panarin, was on a roll. Now he'll be loafing all summer. I'm going against the grain here, but I think Torch should get canned. Why do you ask? They couldn't win the yeast. Crumb to think of it, they couldn't even make it out of the first round. They're toast. Crust Almighty, what a disappointment. And Matt Calvert? Matt Calvert's gonna be a UFA? Let's see if he can make any dough. Hopefully things don't go awry with his negotiations. Last year was an issue for them because they ran into flour. No need to be sour. Dough, Jacks fans. It's just not all white. Rest in yeast. Yeah, they're done. Jackets are done. That's because they weren't good! I tell you all the time the jackets aren't good. They weren't! They came from behind a bunch, that's what she said. And that means that you've relinquished the lead. You have not taken the lead. You come out of the gate slow. Uh, they weren't a good team, they got canned because of it. See you later, peace. It was rough, man. It was a rough game, but it is what it is. At least we don't have to play Pittsburgh, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's sad we don't, but Capitals have to, so good luck with them. <laughs> what a stupid ass! It's time to go around the bags with the biggest D-bag on the Pittsburgh Airwaves, Adam Crowley. That was a Columbus Blue Jackets fan saying that he didn't want to play the Penguins. <laughs> At least we don't have to play the Penguins. <laughs> I used to imagine getting to first base. Oh, no. First base. Uh, gonna need a mulligan on uh, that I'm gonna need a mulligan thing. on that one. Just stop uh, that it, Tom. Uh, Just stop uh, it. Stop it. Start the whole thing over. Play the Jackets fan again. That guy's funny. Actually, intro the Jackets fan first. That's what I was gonna do. Yeah, right do there. that right now. Intro that. Come on, Tom. There's a Jackets fan who was upset with the way that they lost, and but then he was... Kind of happy because they didn't have to play the Penguins. This was on the road. Rough, man. It was a rough game, but. Son of a bitch. It is what it is. At least we don't have to play Pittsburgh, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's sad we don't, but Capitals have to, so good luck with them. <laughs> it's time to go around the bags with the biggest D bag on the Pittsburgh Airwaves, Adam Crowley. I used to imagine getting to first base with Shakira when I watched the Hips Don't Lie music video. Hey, the Pirates have lost six of their last eight. They've only scored more than three runs once in those eight games. They've only scored more than two times twice in those eight games. They've only scored more than two times twice in those eight games. That's a difficult way. That's bad writing by you, Adam. That's not very good by you. Hey, Dave Hackstall looks like he's never been to second base. Imagine him taking off a bra. Dave Hackstall just stares forward, stoic. 
No idea. Broughton Williams did everything they could to give the Pirates a chance this weekend. Baseball sucks. When the Pirates weren't pitching great, they were slugging the hell out of the ball. Now they're pitching okay, and they can't hit a lick. All right, who am I kidding? I was picturing third base with Shakira during the Hips Don't Lie music video. Josh Bell's in a slump. He's hitting 253 now on the season, and his OPS is 688. He's been hitting the ball hard, however, and he hit a triple off the bench on Sunday. He is one of the few guys on this team I won't worry about for now, but give it a couple of weeks, hitting like this, and I will be scurred. Radko Gudis is always a tad premature when going for home. The Pirates are now in third place in the NL Central behind the Cardinals and the Brew Crew. They've won a combined nine straight while the Pirates have dropped four in a row. The fairy tale ride's coming to a close. Woo! Vomit. I'd like to redo my second base. I'd like to try it again this time. Dave Haxtell looks like he's never been to second base. That's not the one that I want to redo, I don't think. I used to imagine getting to third base. No, I'll do the first one. I now used to imagine getting to first base with Shakira when I watched the Hips Don't Lie music video. The Pirates have only scored more than two times twice in the last eight games. I think it was it was the reading and the writing. Hi! <laughs> Put the bread in the toaster and butter it up. That's another win for Adam and around the bags. Join us tomorrow for what's sure to be another doozy. Oh, no. Oh, Adam wins. Adam oh, wins. No. Oh, God. Oh, Harry. Woo! Oh. That was as bad of an around the bags as there could have been. I couldn't read. I was screaming out first base. Harry has no idea what Harry, he's saying. He couldn't close it out. Ah. Harry. That was basically a Pirates game right there. <laughs> In a lot of ways, it was. That's exactly what happened. Well, started off strong, but in the end, you realize it sucked. Yep, that's exactly what happened. Matt Williams is going to be joining us in nine minutes here on the Crowley Show to talk a little NFL draft. Not that we need him, because I'm so up to date on everything regarding the NFL draft. Got some tweets here about the Washington Capitals. I think that they're going to give the Penguins a tough fight. And I think the series can go either way. Last year was almost a coin flip. Two years ago, close to being a coin flip. And Dan tweets, I don't think Penguins fans are underestimating the Caps. I think they overestimate the Penguins and view them as invincible. That might be part of it. The Penguins are perceived to be this team that's bulletproof, that can't lose, that's Teflon because they haven't under Mike Sullivan. And that's why I'm ultimately going to pick them. But when you look at the talent on this team, you look at the talent on Washington... Flip a coin. Flip a coin, man. Eric tweets, if Malkin's out for game one, why do you think they fill his spot with Broussard, not Shane, like they did in game six? That's not what I said, Davis. Eric. Whatever the hell they call you. Broussard's going to have to pick up the pace. He's going to have to play better. It's going to be Shahan as the quote-unquote second-line center, but really, you'll have two third lines at that point. If Shane's playing with Kessel and God knows who, perhaps Haglin, that's like a third line. And with Broussard and Rust and Sherry, that's like a third line too. 
I don't think it so much matters what number you want to slap on it. Uh, I don't think you need to get all upset about the fact that it's going to be Shahan and not Broussard. I don't think you have to take offense to what I'm saying. I think you just got to realize it's going to be center by committee. Uh, you're going to see Broussard all over the place. You're going to see Shahan all over the place. Who cares? They'll fill his spot with Shane or Broussard. It's going to be all over the place. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. What the hell? Mike Francesa's coming back? I'm sorry. I'm distracted here. It just popped up on my Twitter feed. Francesa. This show got its ass kicked. His old show got its ass kicked in the ratings head-to-head. And now, in classic radio management fashion, we got to do something right away. So the people they invested two years trying to find in the open market to replace this guy, within one quarter, they're going to basically launch him and bring Francesca back. I mean, what the hell do they think is going to happen? The ratings are going to go back up. They might be higher than they've been in a long time. But he's going to eventually die or walk outside in the rain and melt like the witch he is, and they're going to have to figure out a replacement at that point. Why not just do it now? Bring the guy out of retirement? What a terrible idea by WFAN. How quickly they forget they got rid of the show because it started to suck real bad for like the last 10 years. I can't wait to listen next week. (laughs) Whenever the hell it's going to be. Is it going to be next week? I don't even know. When's it going to be? I have no idea when he's coming back, and I have no idea when the Penguins are playing game one. No clue. I need to be entertained, and I need to know what's going to entertain me and when, and nobody's helping me. Let's just flush that segment down the tubes. Coming up next, Matt Williamson talking about the draft. Ah, shoot. Like, that'll be better. GSB at Pittsburgh. That dude, Eric, who tweeted me about Riley Sheehan as compared to Derek Broussard, says, thanks for the response. Love the show. You have to love the show with the response that I gave you because, frankly, I was talking out of my ass while trying to read the Mike Francesa news at the same time. Sorry, man. What I wanted to say was this. Sheehan will be on that quote-unquote second line. And you're going to see Broussard on the quote-unquote third line. That's it. That's the way it's going to be. Matt Williamson joins us now, not to talk about hockey, but to talk about the NFL draft. Williamson, you got your eyeballs all up on some draft full footage? Sure do, dude. What's up? <sighs> I mean, you tell me. What are you learning? Who's good? Who's not good? Go! like to discuss top of the draft Steelers my favorite prospects well first of all I want I would I yeah it was delicious that I want to discuss to go with by the way it was a Pittsburgh eh, the classic it's not my favorite honestly but it's what they had here yeah no, no it's free it's yeah. really nice I'm a cap and cheese with egg how about you I am a kibasi egg <sighs> lots of hot sauce no tomatoes Tom how about you I'm a kibasi guy myself. Really? Yes, I am. Oh, Brian. I mean, you're for Baltimore. Exclusively, but it's it's number one on my list. Top dog. Yeah. Yeah. I'm anything that ends up free in the break room. That's a good point by you. Yeah. 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 I'll just if it's there, I'm going to eat it. Yep. Hey, Matt. Who are the Steelers taking at 28? Go. I think it's going to be 
Rashawn Evans or Justin Reed? If I had to pick two guys to put a chip down on. Who's a better value at that spot? Same. I would say really about the same. And both are great value, good fits. I don't think both will be there. I'm not sure who will and who won't. I give them both about 50% of being there. One will. I think they'll take them. Boom. Perfect. All right. Well, we're done with you. Thanks, Matt. Although, I don't think he's available. If Lamar Jackson were there, I would run it up to Whoa, the Oh, really? Yes. See, I did a mock draft yesterday with Fitz and Five Sevens or whatever the hell it was for ESPN Radio. I should probably get that right. It's a good show. It's on right after mine. I feel bad for not remembering the fact that it's called... Freddie and Fitz. Freddie and Fitz! Immons! And I wound up taking Josh Allen because he was still there for whatever freaking reason at 28. I am so anti the Steelers. It's never going to happen. No. I am anti, anti, anti the Steelers taking a quarterback. I want to see the Steelers bring players in who can help Ben Roethlisberger win a Super Bowl. I 100% agree with you, except I really, really like Jackson. And don't think he's going to be there. I fear he's going to be the Ravens' first-round pick, and Steelers be playing against him for years. Mm. He might be my number one quarterback. Wow! So if he were there at twenty-eight, I would run it up the podium. Other than that, I'm agreeing. I agree with you that no QB this year. Let's talk about Evans a little bit. Is that the position of need more so to you than safety because they were able to bring in Morgan Burnett? Yes. However, if you I think you could play on Sunday right now with Williams and what's his face, the draft, the, the John Bostic. Yes, um, not that that's ideal, but because you have Burnett, I think you'd play a lot of big nickel in that situation. You could bump Sutton to free safety, which I think is absolutely a possibility. Um, and I think you have a lot of big nickel situation anyway. Yeah, that's interesting to me. I think that. Ah, gosh. The problem is, while I like that, I hate the thought of it being Bostic and Vince Williams and then blah behind them. Absolutely. And they're going to draft the linebacker. Yes. I mean, whether it's re- you know, round one or not, they absolutely are going to draft somebody at that position who's a better athlete than either one of the two guys that are right now the starters. Talking about the Steelers' secondary, what do you think the biggest issue was for the back end last year? Because I, I like their corners. I think they can get better. I think Artie Burns could be a better player, but I like the number of I like the bodies that they've got there. I like the depth they have at that position. I do too, which is why I can uh, why I condone and I like the potential Sutton to free safety move. Um, I think Hilton is a find or a star as your slot corner, and that's basically a starter. I thought Hayden was good, not great, but a quality starting NFL corner. I think Allen's future is bright. I have my concerns about Burns, that rhymes, but he's obviously very talented, and he'd be better off with more man coverage, and I'm really excited about Sutton no matter how they use him. So that's five dudes I just just named there. I mean, none of them are pro bowlers, but that's five quality corners. I'm seeing the Steelers get mocked corners left and right, and I just don't think that that's going to happen, no. No, I mean, I like Todd a lot. I like Mel. I know those guys, especially McShay, but uh, they're not going to take a corner in the first round. And even if they did, 
Sutton then is definitely a safety, but I still don't think they're going to take a corner in the first round. They may not take a corner in this draft. Hey, Matt, you hear that? I heard something. I was taking a drink at the time. Yeah, no, you, I think you dropped something, some names. Oh, yeah, I did that. You did. Did you know I was at ESPN for 10 years? That's what I hear. Did you hear that? Yeah. Now you're at MattWilliamson.com. I was out in the league for a while, too. Well, no, I mean, with the Browns, come on. Right, it almost counts. Yeah, right. Williamson.com. Yes, MattWilliamson.com. Williamsonfootball.com. Get it right. I've obviously visited it dozens of times. How's that going, though? I was interested in asking about that on the air to let the thousands upon millions of people listening right now find out where to find you. Yeah, it's only been up for like two weeks or so, up and running full-time. Slow. It's a subscription site. But the content, I will honestly say, it's the best I've ever written in my entire life. I am pumping out these 2,000-word State of the Panthers went up tonight. I'm going to put the Saints up tonight. The Steelers were up a while ago, and they hold up. I mean, it's really good stuff, I will say that. As for the Steelers, yes. how far away, and good plug there, and I did read your State of the Steelers, in fact, it was delightful. Yes, thank you. How far away are they? From the Philadelphias, the New Englands, the Jacksonvilles, all the teams that finished ahead of them? I think they're absolutely in that conversation. And even if the draft doesn't help them immensely, and we know this front office, they'll probably land somebody that will help soon, you know, maybe not an immediate superstar. Um, but I do think they're in the top five teams in the league right now. You know, I mean, I, I think – I think the Eagles and the Vikings have the best rosters in football right now. Um, I would probably put the Patriots a little ahead of the Steelers, too, if I were to do a power ranks. I'm not sure that I would with Jacksonville, because I still think Blake Bortles is junk. How close are the Ravens and the Bengals to being a team that can contend for the AFC North in your mind? Far. I think the Bengals are the better of the two. I think the Ravens' special teams defense, same old story, is still really, really good. Um, the Bengals, when I did the, my, the Bengals are interesting to me because I looked at them and thought, nah, they're probably going to win five or six games again. But then when I did the state of the Bengals address, you know, and really dug into them, I think their roster is a lot better than people think. Guys like William Jackson, Carl Lawson, I think they have some up and coming stars, especially on defense. And you factor in a guy like Ross, who didn't play at all as a rookie. Right. Mixon, I think, is going to be a star. But I ended that State of the Bengals address with, this is a beautiful, luxurious house that's built with a bad foundation and faulty wiring. Man, your writing is getting better, Williamson. I was a creative writing major at UPJ, dude. At UPJ? Well, it was the path uh. of least resistance. <laughs> Without a doubt, Matt Williamson joining me here on the Crowley Show. Uh, you picked the Browns to win 14 games last year. How do you think they're going to do this year? Um, I bet they're not in last place in the in the North. Wow! So you have the Ravens finishing last? No, I haven't made predictions yet. Well, you just I'm said you like the Bengals better than the Ravens. Yeah, and I just think the Browns are somehow not going to end up in the basement. Could be a seven-win team. Honestly, they should have won four or five last year. Mm -hmm. I just thought they were very poorly coached. Had the worst turnover differential in the league by a vast amount. That's not going to keep up, especially with Ira Taylor. 
Back to the draft, Williamson. And Matt Williamson again joining me here on the Crowley Show. If those top two guys, uh, Evans and Reed, aren't there, what do you do at that point? Are you considering trading back? Uh, is there value to be had in, in the mid-rounds in this draft? Oh, yeah. It's a very deep draft. I mean, I, I think whenever you see draft day trades, these teams are going to covet second, third, fourth-round picks. That There's a lot of value there at most positions. Um, I don't have a plan, per se, if those two aren't there, because if they're not, somebody else fell. You know, okay. I mean, there's, uh, you know, I don't think Van Der Esch will be there. Um, I, I would consider Harrison the safety from Alabama. You know, he, he's a lot like Burnett, but I think he helps your linebacker and safety situation. Um, trading back certainly is an option. Here's the wild card is – it wouldn't break my heart if they took Geis, Michelle, or Chubb, preferably in a trade-down situation, and then trade Le'Veon Bell the same day. Whoa! Is that breaking news? Is that going to happen? No. You're breaking news right here in the Crowley Show? But it wouldn't blow me away. I mean, if they – I know Dale's not on board with this, but, you know, no running backs in early in the draft. But I would consider if – you know, Reed and those guys aren't there, Evans, taking guys at 28, and ha- if I had a deal done to m- move Bell to the Bucks for the sixth pick in the second round. Interesting. See, for me, that's what my dilemma was last night on the super serious mock draft that I did where I, I didn't want to take a running back. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I'm 100% with Dale there. I just think with Ben Roethlisberger, you want to go with the sure thing, and Le'Veon Bell to me right now is largely the sure thing. Running backs, I mean, look, they get hurt all the time, but apart from that, he is a sure thing because you know what he can bring in this league. Those other guys don't, but if you could find a way to trade into the middle portion of that round and get whichever one of those guys is left over, I mean, you'd have to argue with value there, and if you're not going to get the inside linebacker or the safety you want, I could see that being at least something that they talk about in the draft room. Yes, agreed, because I think Bell is a declining player. I wasn't impressed. nearly. I didn't think he was nearly as good this last year as he was the year before. I'd be shocked if he all of a sudden rebounds to be the best back in the league. Not that he's bad. I just think he's declining, and he's had an unbelievable workload. He's been suspended. He's got a lot of injuries. We know all these things. You know that, um, that if you could turn Bell into Geis, without it costing you much. And the problem is, you know, Bell is eating up a lot of cap, and there's nowhere to spend that right now. Right. That's the problem that I've always said. When people said, oh, we'll just we, we just pull back the tag on Le'Veon and then go spend money in free agency, well, there's nobody good left. So why that's the, the thing. It'd be a yeah. lot better if there was, you know, a linebacker you could go give that to. Matt Williamson, last couple of things for him here on the Crowley Show. There's all kind of rumors flying out there, left and right and otherwise, and Baker Mayfield now <gasps> could be drafted number one overall by the Browns. What, no way. No way. What room, okay, so there's one. What rumors have you heard that make sense, and what are the craziest off-the-wall rumors that you've heard that have been floated out there? Mm, I do think Mayfield will go high. I think the Jets love him. I do think the Browns are considering Allen and... Wow, I, Steeler fans would love that. I, I think he's <laughs> he's my fifth favorite of the quarterbacks. 
But I could see why Dorsey would be really high on him. I mean, because of the tools, I could see why Haley would love him. I could see why Hugh Jackson would love him. Crazy rumors. Besides Mayfield in the going first overall, I, I don't. I haven't heard one that has any legs that I could say. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's nuts. But I've been doing this 18 years. I mean, I've really conditioned myself not to listen to anything I hear this time of year. Yeah, you put those blinders up, don't you, Williamson? I do. I mean, I lately I've just been kind of crawling in my bunker and writing up these team reports and intentionally not listening because I've learned to do that this time of year. And swilling alcohol? From time to time. Absolutely. I could use a permanent sandwich, though. Capicola. That'd be fine. Be yeah, fine. Yeah, not bad. Not number one on my list. Well, whatever. Uh, you can eat what I bring, okay? How about that, Williams? That's fine. Bring it on over. No tomatoes. Last thing here for you. I'm bringing tomatoes. Would you stop being so damn picky? I'm going to pick them off. Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, fr- I'm friends with Kuiper. I love McShay. I don't want tomatoes. I was, I've been doing this for 18 years. Man, you've really turned into a diva, Williamson. You know that. Got my own site now. MattWilliamsonFootball.com. It's pretty great. Check it out. Yeah. Double meat is never frowned upon either, by the way. So you go double kibasi? It's been known to happen. Holy crap! I mean, I could see you taking two kibasis at once in college, but probably not on the sandwich. <laughs> All right, Williamson, last thing here for you. I say you way too well on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think the Steelers are going to draft a quarterback this year? The smart bet is always yes, but I think the answer is no. Okay. Because most teams generally, you, you never frown upon adding one. But I think Dobbs is good enough as your three or developmental guy to at least see what he has in the preseason. So, no. I think the answer is no. I think that's next year's job. Williamson, this was all over the place, and I blame you. But it was high-quality entertainment and very knowledgeable. I appreciate you coming on, buddy, and I will be with you from 9 until midnight on Friday. Oh, I didn't even look at that. I'm oh, bringing well. my sausage. Bring some for Manny's. Goodbye. They, they feed us well there. They do. Brontosaurus ribs last time. Yes, double meat. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you. Matt Williamson. Train wreck all over the place, but that's okay. We live there on this show. Plus, I got to get in my double kibasi joke. It's about time. What, did I got my joke in? Yeah. Been what? waiting for the double kibasi joke I've been workshopping that joke weeks. for the past three weeks. Yeah. Jeez. A tough room here. What? We're, ha- we're happy you got it in. The kibasi? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. I laughed. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was really a great funny. joke. It was really funny. Yeah, what do you mean tough room then? Yeah. Sorry. Just been waiting for you to get it in. Coming up next, I don't know anything. It's the Crowley Show. Save more with Liberty Mutual Insurance. Hey, what are you doing up here on the roof? I want to tell the world I just met the woman of my dreams. What about you? I want to tell the world that Liberty Mutual saved me $782. Liberty did what? They saved me $782. Oh, you go first then. $782 really puts finding love into perspective. Visit us online to get a quote and you could save $782. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Based on a recent countrywide new customer survey, coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, Equal Housing Insurer. Mike McGlinchey was born to play offensive tackle. His freaking name is Mike McGlinchey. He is massive. Six foot eight, 309 pounds, was four foot two when he came out of the womb. He looks like a tight end and his tush is pushing it. He's no Red- Reggie Frico.
Matt Williamson knows a bleep ton about the draft. As does Dale Lawley. As does our whole cast of characters that are going to be over at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex from 7 o'clock until the end of time, starting Thursday. The fan, that station across the street, they've got a listening party for the draft. And it's at some bar somewhere. And what I hear is that they're going to have people calling in from the complex. We're going to have live coverage, hearing from coaches, hearing from personnel. Last year, we heard from Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert. They don't have that over there at that station across the street. They're nowhere near the war room. Oh, my God. We're right up smack dab against that thing. It's ours, bitches. Have fun at your bar. Yeah, enjoy yourselves at the bar. Uh, We can do a show from a bar any day. In fact, we do. Usually I'm late. Yeah, most of the time we're on time for the thing. I don't know anything about the draft, though. Everyone else does, but not me. I fake it. And it's not that hard to fake it. In fact, Mike Hughes, the quarterback corner part of me from UCF, this guy has emerged as a shutdown corner in his only season at Central Florida. They're the national champs. How can he not be great? I think the arrows pointed up on Hughes. He really came out of nowhere after playing at North Carolina in 2015. He played at junior college in 2016. Josh Jackson, the cornerback from Iowa. This guy. I mean, he picked off JT Barrett three times in that upset victory. 6-0. and In games that they won. He's also six feet tall, 196 pounds, and is pitched in on punt returns. Wait, he's six and zero in games they've won. Mm-hmm. That's, That's unbelievable. How's this guy not mocked at going number one overall? He's a winner. Oh my gosh, this he- stock's definitely rising, man. I mean, I don't think many people have seen that number. They couldn't have, otherwise, he'd be at the top of everybody's board. I know things that other people don't know. He's never lost a game they've won. That's truly unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You don't see that often these days. Nope. In fact, Ben Roethlisberger, last year, he actually lost some games the Steelers won. That's how poorly he played. Jackson was slow, though. He ran a 4-5-6-40 at the Combine. But the other athletic things that they test there, he was very good at. Because of my draft expertise, Freddie and Fitzsimmons asked me to be on their nighttime show yesterday to say what the Steelers were going to do. Adam Crowley from the Crowley Show on 970 ESPN in that city is going to make the Steelers pick at number 28. Adam, who are the Steelers taking at number 28? Oh, guys, I hate myself for doing this. I really do. But the way that this wound up setting up, I think the Steelers would be crazy not to take Josh Allen here. Uh, I am totally anti the Steelers taking a quarterback because I think you got to do everything you can to win with Ben Roethlisberger right now. But Josh Allen's going to be there. Why not take Josh Allen? So I think that the Steelers would run to the microphone if he were available at 28 because I think they look at him and they say, maybe he's Ben Roethlisberger. He's got size, got a good arm, and he's not from a big college. I think that reminds a lot of people of Ben Roethlisberger. I hate the idea of the Steelers taking a quarterback so badly that I had to say it on national radio. I hate that idea. It's a stupid idea. It's ridiculous. It's ludicrous, and it's never going to happen because Josh Allen's not going to be there. But the great thing is they played that on national radio. Oh, this guy, he knows. He's a Steelers dude. And look, I follow the Steelers and do a good job of talking about them. I think better than probably anybody in town. 
but I don't know anything about Josh Allen. So I start pulling things out of my ass, right? Oh, he's big. He's white. Big arm. Went to a small college. Wait a second. He sounds just like Ben Roethlisberger. The Steelers would run to the microphone to take that guy. And then I went on to get asked about a defensive back of whom I knew nothing about. Did they give any thought to maybe about a secondary guy if they decided not to take Josh Allen? Yeah, I think that Jesse Bates might be a little bit of a reach, free safety, but the Steelers can absolutely use help there. I've seen a lot of people mock corners there. It depends on the value, certainly. I think the best value here would be Josh Allen, but beyond that, uh, I do think the Steelers need help at that free safety position. they got a couple of guys who could both play in the box. Morgan Burnett, who they brought over from the Packers, and then they've got Sean Davis, who was their second-round pick from Maryland a couple of years ago. Uh, at corner, I think they're better than a lot of people give them credit for. I think their biggest problem last year was at safety, and I think if they were able to go out and get Jesse Bates, they'd feel pretty comfortable about having a center fielder there. Yeah, according to Mel Kuyper, if the Steelers were to draft Jesse Bates at number 28, they'd have picked the 52nd best player in the draft. So here's what I did. I just realized this now. Jesse Bates, 52nd, according to Mel Kuyper, and Josh Allen... I keep scrolling up. Fifth, according to Mel Kuyper. I just averaged the two together. And 28 comes up. I'm a big Lamar Jackson fan myself. He can run. He can throw. He can play wide receiver. He can play quarterback. A two-position athlete, that guy. I don't know if he's going to kneel during the national anthem, though. That's something I wonder about. I wonder if that gets asked in every single interview. To the black players, hey, are you going to be kneeling during the anthem? At this point, it should be a combine event. You know, everybody's standing in the field there, and they just play it, and whoever kneels, they just, all right, guys, next. You're out. You're out. You're out. Kneeled at the anthem. Check. Go join Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, load him into the bus. Got to get in the back. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. It's, Whoa. I think it's racism. No, I think it's racism. Ask the question. <laughs> I do. Pisses me off. Sam Darnold. I don't think there's any question that he's right there with Allen in vying for that top pick. I wrote before his pro day about what teams are looking at from him. I didn't throw at the combine, <laughs> Darnold. And he exceeded expectations in the rain. And after pro days, teams have no more questions about a player. Darnold, 6'3", he's 221. Threw a lot of interceptions, a 13. You know, that reminds me of Jameis Winston. And I threw a lot of picks in college at Winston. 22 turnovers. It's most in the entire FBS. He's got a chance to be special, though, that Darnold guy. I also think he's got an equal, correct me if I'm wrong here, I think he's got an equal chance of being fat later in life as he does of being a good NFL quarterback. I heard that on the radio the other day, that Sam Darnold looks like a guy who's going to get fat. He's got a very projectable chin. You can always tell. You can tell the people who are going to gain the weight in their face. Sam Darnold is going to gain the weight in his face, which reminds me of one quarterback from Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger. If Sam Darnold is there at 28th, with the way his chin would fit within the helmet, 
The Steelers would have to run to the microphone to the podium to draft that guy. Just to clear something up, the bus thing, I was talking as if I was the NFL. Uh, don't go uh, back okay, to it, because yeah. now that the more you explain it now, the worse it gets. <laughs> oh, I just think the NFL's racist a little bit. Let's move on from the bus. Yeah, just no more bus jokes. James Washington, the wide receiver from Oklahoma State. He runs really fast and scores touchdowns against Pitt in West Virginia. That guy's thick. Shoddy thick. I hate the idea of the Steelers taking a running back in the first or second round. It's something that Williamson would entertain. Dale and I, not so much. I just think the Steelers, and I've said this time and time again, need to surround Ben Roethlisberger with a bunch of talent. And... If you draft a running back, he's not going to get playing time. It's not going to happen. You've got LeBron James. Or you got Le'Veon Bell. Wow. What happened? He's the LeBron James of the NFL. Though, so. Well, if Mike Mitchell and company, well, Mike Mitchell's number's not there. If Juju Smith-Schuster and company can bring LeBron here to Pittsburgh and he can wear 23, that'd be good. But anyway, the Steelers need Le'Veon Bell to be one of the best players this year. Draft players who can help the defense. The offense will be fine. And then when Le'Veon walks out the door, then you go get your freaking running back. There'll be guys in the second round. You want to know how I did that? You want to know how I know that? Because the best running backs this year were in the third round. They were. Tom's looking at me like I'm crazy. What round was uh, Le'Veon Bell drafted in again? He was in the second round. Oh, funny how that happened, huh? Yeah, you can draft a good player in the third round, too. I agree. Coming up next, this Penn's cap series. I think it's going to make you a little bit more uneasy than you're all willing to admit. Colton Miller, though, the offensive tackle from UCLA. He reminds me of former Patriots left tackle Nate Solder. So this is Richard Bazzi for Schultz Ford, and I'm in the studio with Bill Cameron, and he's again, he's really happy. Still? You're still happy. Yeah. And that's because of the power of two kittens, one kitten, one cat. Yes. So power of, of two is really kind of what I want to talk about. It keeps being the power of two two dealerships, even. That's where it becomes a commercial. Schultz Ford and Wexford, Schultz Ford in Armorville. Meow. Yeah, right. And a $500 best price guarantee, almost 2,000 brand new Fords. It's really an exciting time, and, and I hope you have... What are you looking at? That's, Your clock. It's not a... No, stop This it. is a 30. Okay, goodbye. How about uh how about this wide receiver out of Maryland, DJ Moore? He good? Yeah, DJ Moore is never less, as I said a couple of months ago. Moore was the most impressive wide receiver in Indianapolis. I was not there, Tom. In fact, you were. You should have known that. Four four two forty in an eleven foot broad jump. Holy crap, that guy is gonna go in the first round. You're so way off. He's no LaShondre Washington. <laughs> 